Welcome back to Mrs. King's Chronicles, a podcast for Scarecrow and Mrs. King fans. I'm Lexi Fima, and I'm joined by my friends and fellow podcasters, Taya Johnston, Jen Peterson, and Miranda Thomas. Today, we're going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 5, Charity Begins at Home. This is Episode number 5. However, it was filmed first, and rumor has it, it was planned to be a Season 1 episode but they moved it to season two and then put it in as number five really it was filmed first yeah it was filmed at first oh that's cool Mm -hmm. yep so it was originally aired on october 29th 1984 does anybody know what october 29th was kate's birthday yes bam bam (laughs) grasshopper yes the director was cliff boyle and cliff you will remember also directed weekend the Legend of Das Geisterslash, Charity Begins at Home, and Photo Finish, which is a season four episode. So he kind of skipped around a little bit. He didn't do any in season three, though. Uh, he also directed episodes of TJ Hooker, Spencer for Hire, MacGyver, Silk Stockings, Star Trek Next Generation, X-Files, and Supernatural. Supernatural was, in fact, his last uh, directorial work, and that was in 2007. Hmm. And the episode was written by Rudolph Borchert, and you guys uh, remember him. He also wrote Filming Raul, Weekend, Waiting for Godorsky, uh, This Episode, Charity Begins at Home, Playing Possum, Vigilante Mothers, and he also did the story to, uh, to Catch a Mongoose. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was also written by Marshall Goldberg, so they have them paired up together on this one. Um, and he wrote Savior as well as this particular episode. Hmm. And as far as guest stars go, I'm going to talk about three in particular this time the first guest star is jason evers and he played jerry perrine he was born in new york city in 1922 and he died at the age of 83 uh, in march of 2005 in la he was born herb everin he quit school to join the army to join uh, the world war ii fight and then when he came back out of the war he went into acting and he married and divorced three times in his life. His first acting role was a bit part in the Guadalcanal Diary in 1943 at the age of 21. And he was in shows like Perry Mason, The Virginian, Star Trek, Mod Squad, The Doris Day Show. That's for you, Miranda. Thank you. And Mission Impossible. He was in four episodes. And then he was in five episodes of Mannix. And then he was in The Rookies with Kate. Uh, in Sound of Silence was the name of the episode hmm. in 1973. He was also in Police Story, McMillan and Wife, Charlie's Angels again with Kate in The Sandcastle Murders in 1978, and uh, Hawaii 5-0, Heart to Heart, TJ Hooker, Dukes of Hazard, A-Team, uh, Matlock, and Murder, She Wrote. So he's in quite a few. That's great. And Planet escapes. of the Apes. Oh, well, Escape yes. from Planet of the Apes. Yeah, Escape from Planet of the Apes, yeah. Uh, the next one is Elena... Verdugo as Mrs. Coleman and she was born in California in 1925 and she died in California in May of 2017 so actually pretty Mm. recently. Uh, She's a two-time Emmy nominee for her supporting actress work uh, in Marcus Welby MD in 1971 and 1972 Mm. and then she was a Golden Globe nominee in 1973 for the same show and her first acting job was at the age of six as a little girl in Cavalier of the West in 1931. Wow. She also was in 77 Sunset Strip, Petticoat Junction, Love, American Style, 
Uh, and she was on uh, Marcus Welby for seven years. And then uh, SMK was her second to last acting job. Hmm. She was in Suburban Beat. It was a TV movie in 1985. That was, But Scarecrow was her second to last one. Wow. And then the last uh, guest star that I'm going to talk about is William Smithers. And he was Carling London. He was born on July 10th. Oh, the best day of the year. 1927 <laughs> in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, he played Jerry Wendell, uh, J.R. Ewing's arch nemesis on Dallas. And he got his big break on stage in Romeo and Juliet in 1951 with Olivia de Havilland. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Nice person to act against, right? Uh, mm-hmm. He was part of the actor's studio and was a method actor. Um, he has 77 acting credits to his name. His first acting job was in Guiding Light in 1952, which was my all-time favorite soap opera when I was growing oh, up. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I watched it every day after school. It hmm. came on at 3 o'clock. Oh, wow. Loved it. That's so funny. My mom was a huge Guiding Light fan, so I watched it all the time, too. Yeah, it was good. I would just say, lucky my mom wouldn't let me watch soap operas. Oh, no. I only could watch that It was that terrible. One. <laughs> That's funny. And um, he was in uh, Peyton Place, Star Trek, Mod Squad, the Rookies with Kate in 1974 uh, in uh, The Late Mr. Brent. Uh, he was in The Six Million Dollar Man, The Streets of San Francisco, Dallas, Hunter. <laughs> and his last role was in Walker, Texas Ranger in 1994. Hmm. Yeah. So there we go. Nice. Very interesting. So in a case of being in the right place at the right time, in this episode, Amanda happens to have just the ticket to get Lee in to solve a mystery of what is being sold by some bad guys. Chaos ensues. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> love it. Uh, that's hilarious. So we are lucky enough to have a final draft script mm-hmm. on this episode. It's from April 9th of 1984. It is, uh, at the time, it was still untitled. And my copy is an original, and it's signed by Miss Kate Jackson. Well, and nice. I don't know if you ladies looked at it, but in the very back, it has it has this shooting schedule for the whole thing, and it has addresses of where everything was, like the equestrian center was 480 Riverside Drive in L.A. It has what time they were starting, um, how many pages they would get through by that end of that day. And this is proof that they, they always said that they were supposed to be a seven-day shoot. Yeah. Um, and this one has eight days. Wow. <laughs> so it's in writing. They had eight days of mm-hmm. shooting. <laughs> it's kind of see, good to see their schedules. Kind of fun. It, like, it, it was, picture yourself as an actor and when yeah, you pop in and out. And... Yeah. And then it has the props, what props they need, the livestock, and then the different cars that they had. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was really fun to see. So it's a fun script for sure. So we will be discussing the differences. There aren't too many because like I said it is a final draft, but uh there are a couple of differences so we'll bring those in as they come up. I have one issue with the script. Oh, only one. They they, des- <laughs> they describe Mrs. Coleman as in her late 40s and I don't see myself looking <laughs> anything like her. Uh, well, Jen, considering, let's see, what did I just say? How old she was? Hold on. I don't know. She was born in 25. She was 60 years old. Okay, yeah, she was yeah. 60. Okay, so maybe a change in their goals. They changed the goals. Uh, yes, in what they anticipated the person acting, but it wasn't. It was somebody who was 60. She was just great for the part. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, I'm at, uh, yeah, 
the age I'm at, I don't want to be even close to where they thought she was. At 45, I was like, (laughs) So now after all these uh, European episodes, we're back to DC. So the stock footage of DC. Uh, And we get to see Lee's cute little Porsche. I think it's cute. Lexi hates it. Still hate it. Uh, In the convertible version of it. I love that with the top down. I don't like a man driving a convertible. Not at all? (laughs) Nope. Wow. I think it just... I'm going to tell Lane. He used to drive the... I am not a fan of a man who drives a convertible. Wow. Just personally. Not my thing. Not a fan of what? Oh, I don't think it's effeminate. I just think it's more like... Like... (laughs) SDS, small dick syndrome. <laughs> I, I'm not asking you to confirm or deny. I'm just I can equivocally that. deny that. <laughs> I'm just saying, what? like, she's saying that she thinks that guys who drive convertibles they just have, have small dick syndrome. And I said, my husband drove ours because we had we shared ours. We had a like no. It's guys and that he drive didn't. large, very, very large trucks. I agree with that. Too. Okay, Lane that also issue. now drives an F one fifty. Again, he does not have a small penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he is. She's defending no. your honor. Oh man, he's defending he his doesn't. honor. Yeah, no, that's fine. I just, like, I stereotype, I typically see the guys that drive it, and I'm not a fan. Yeah. Not a fan. Just like I don't like truck drivers in general, usually. Yeah. Usually. No, no, I get it. Yeah. This is a pretentious car, though. Pretentious car with a convertible, yeah, this is sort of fly under the radar Porsche. I mean, it doesn't seem like a Porsche. It's a classic yeah, you know, you guys always say that. I will, I will. And it does not qualify under that those criteria. <laughs> I don't think he has a small one. <laughs> I can you confirm or one. deny this? I can only confirm from personal experience. Person. Maybe that can be one of the questions we ask him at the. Re- Lexi <laughs> thinks that you had a small penis. Can you confirm or deny? This is for science. He was not in charge of the. Prompt. Let's go in the bathroom. I was gonna say his it, he, since since he wasn't the one that picked out the car that it's not that's a valid true. that's exactly right Miranda. now i'll agree we're not using any of that footage that we just <laughs> oh man we need an x-rated version i know after after dark we you know what we mkc after dark yes that's cute we also never did a blooper i know it's a lot of work yeah, it's so busy i can't do it all <laughs> on the different yeah um, mkc after dark i love that we should do that one yeah. time just to see like who listens? Yeah. It's how everybody. <laughs> yeah. See but they would never admit yeah, to it. Exactly. And we'd have, at least it would have a, enough of a disclaimer that if they listen and they didn't like it, they were fully warned. We should totally do Let's that. Let's do like it. MKC after dark. Yes. I love that. <laughs> That's so cool. Would we do it like a hodgepodge of episodes or would it just be one that we just get, we're just like totally no holds barred, just. I think we'll have to determine that at the episode. Compilation. You yeah. Think? Yeah, Unless you can find enough material in one episode that you think will spur well, on the well, conversation. No, but if we have an episode where we say, okay, we're going to be more free on this one, mm-hmm. oh. then we could oh, say. Oh, yeah, that would work. Yeah. yeah. This is. and But then we have to also <laughs> talk normal so that I could make a real one for the, right. you know. Yeah. That's funny, though. Okay. You should just save a bunch of clips from all the ones that we say we're going to cut out. Yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we could do one or the other. So we see the lady who's always walking in front of IFF. Mm-hmm. You'd think they would be on to her by now. She's obviously a spy. She's obviously. constantly walking in right. front of there trying to get information. Same outfit. 
Same outfit. She has sunglasses on. Yeah, she's, she's totally sunny. she's totally a spy. Right. We do have a shoulder holster right, <laughs> not even the minute in. So mm-hmm. let's take a moment of silence, please. <laughs> I'm he's serious. got it all on this time. I think he's got the shoulder holster, the clip, everything. Does he have a clip too? Well, I thought he did later. I don't know if he does here. No. I do like when he wears gray pants. I'm a big fan of the gray on him. The gray pants. Except big look. pockets. Oh. I don't, don't like, like the big, big pockets. pockets. You're right. You're right. I don't... Oh, he does have the tie bar. Yeah. You're right. So they are talking about uh, something I didn't catch because I was looking at his tie bar and shoulder (laughs) holster. I'm sorry. Sorry. And I was kind of distracted by Martha's outfit. Really? Okay. I like her outfit. I like it. It's kind of boxy. It is. I don't know. But it's like... uh, I like it. Very 80s. I stepped off of the set of V type of outfit. Hmm. Oh. Okay. But I'm a V-neck wearer because of the chest. So I actually like that. I think it depends on my audience. A big shirt and then big boobs. It's just too much shirt. So I like yeah, to have a little. Yeah, that's why I always cut mine out because I feel so like. Yeah. Like, I, constricted. I'm so used to guys See, though. They do stare, stare. But I'm more concerned about my comfort. <laughs> it's like a proportional thing, you know, like it breaks it up a little to show a little chest. Yeah. See, yeah. I, I, I just was so. I had so many guys stare at my boobs growing up that mm-hmm. I learned to cover them. Yeah, I did that for a long time. But like, if I'm just out and about, no, I'm I'm more me, more just comfortable. Just let them out. Let it fly. Let them breathe. Let it. Let them Let them yeah, live, breathe. sister. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Prime Invitational Automobile Exhibition is coming up, and they're trying to get in, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it by invitation only, and apparently this Prime guy is not a very nice person. And so he's trying to hold this uh, classic car exhibition on his polo field because then he can control the whole thing and only those who he wants there can be there, meaning they keep out all the um, law enforcement, Yeah, it sounds like. Right. He's saying when a, a man like Prime gets together, you know, an event like this together, it means trouble for this country. Mm-hmm. And Lee agrees with them. Francine's outfit, I think, is a little boxy but and very 80s. But she looks cute. She does look cute. She looks cute with her hair up and everything. Mm-hmm. She looks kind of demure. Mm-hmm. They were talking about a previous crisis, the uh, the wheat sale like in the Eastern Bloc. $200 million yeah. it cost them. These men control billions of dollars worth of cash and credit. That kind of leverage, you're talking potential disaster. So they're still trying to get into the Equidome and they just can't get in there's they've tried all different avenues mm-hmm. they can't get in through the, the as a guest they can't get through as workers mm-hmm. um none of that and uh he's long, he's like longer is what we don't have billy these uh the, that meet starts tomorrow so they they're trying to get in there by tomorrow they have no way of getting in right and then there's a knock at the door and who shall it be? She just pops Miss, right I wanted in. to turn in my oh. receipt. <laughs> yep. She's, she wants to turn in her expense report. And everybody's like, hello. And um, uh, Francine just looks so disgusted and that Billy she's there. So, he just like looks so pleased. Like, yes, <laughs> he, my girl. Yeah, he I just love loves her. her. Yeah. It's so cute. Yep. Hello, Lee. Hello. She's like, I hope I'm not interrupting. <laughs> no, there's just three people talking yeah. in an office. You're not interrupting. Yep. Closed door meeting. No problem. But they just keep talking as if she's not there. Mm-hmm. And, uh. She's just still sitting there and they're looking at her like, you know, was there something else? (laughs) And she's like, oh, well, no, sir. I wanted to mention that I'll be very busy this weekend. (laughs) But if anything vital comes up, you know, you can always. uh," And he's like, we'll we'll be in touch. 
She's like, if you have a minute, you might like to take a look at this program. And she sits down. <laughs> She's like, I'm actually a refreshment director, but she, but I still like to, you know, I, I still feel a responsibility for getting program sponsors. <laughs> Hashtag same. <laughs> She's like, a full page is $400. And Lee's like, Amanda, what are you talking about? She goes, oh, the, the United Charity Funds Drive. And, and Billy reaches into his back pocket mm-hmm. to get it some money. And yeah. she's like, oh, no, 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 no personal contributions right now. <laughs> That's not until this next week. This is for businesses like IFF. And they're all looking at her like she grew a second head mm-hmm. or something. She's, she just keeps She's really on. trying to sell. Uh-huh. Like, it's really cute. She starts at the most expensive and she takes it down. And... She's like, well, you know, <laughs> a half page, that's only $200. And Lee's like, look, we don't want advertising. And of course, her logical mind comes into play. He goes, we don't need customers. She goes, oh, no. Well, I, of course you don't. She goes, wouldn't it be good for your cover if you took an, out an ad like a real business? And they're kind of like looking like, hmm. She goes, a quarter page in the program like this at only $100. <laughs> she's totally selling it. Yeah. And then Francine says, she's right. It's not a bad idea. He goes, $100? She goes, well, sir, there is a section in the back that lists contributing sponsors. <laughs> You get no advertising, but you are listed. And I think it maybe your that price would be right for you, sir. It's, it's only twenty five dollars. And it's deductible. <laughs> and it's for a very good cause. He goes, Okay, put us down as a supporter. And so she's like, I would be happy to take your orders. <laughs> so, so cheesy. He goes, All right, is that it? She goes, sorry. He goes, Can we get back to the business at hand? She's like, I'll just be going now. <laughs> They're just looking at her. Everyone's just giving her the most patronizing <laughs> oh, of smiles. Like, God, mm. I, my face would have been. I heated. know. I could have never even asked. I couldn't. I would have never. I would have saw. Uh, would have looked and seen that they were all in the their closed door meeting together, mm-hmm. talking very right. seriously. And I would have said, "Okay, I'll try another day." <laughs> <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Billy's like, "Cheer up. We'll cover all the entrances to the Equidome." Yeah, but you're not getting in. Mm-hmm. Take a lot of pictures and hope for a break. Well, well, well. Oh, and make sure all of our men know these faces. Okay, so we get to see the faces now. We have Bruno Sarkazian and Bart Taggart, who was supposed to be Art Taggart in the script originally, and then they changed it to Bart. Hmm. Very. I wonder how that happens. I wonder if photos. like someone accidentally says Bart, and then they're like, just go with it. He's well, Bart now. Well, it sounds funny, <laughs> Art Taggart, because it's yeah. Art Art. It ends in Art Art, you know? <laughs> Uh, and then Lee picks up another picture. He said Ted Masterson and Jerry Perrine himself. Ooh, a nice close-up. <laughs> what could they be cooking up? I like how he says cooking up since we know later what what they're actually doing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of funny. Dottie, we're at the, we're back at Amanda's house, and it seems that uh, Dottie is not fond of the person that's calling Amanda, and. She's like, it's that woman again. <laughs> She's like, don't tell me, Amanda. Would you mind picking up a few things for me? She mimics. I'm so busy with the ambassadors and the senators and Nancy calling day and night. Amanda's too nice. Re- she is. Reagan. That would be Nancy Reagan yes. for those two young yeah. Nancy R. Won't boil an egg. <laughs> she goes, she just wants me to take care of the flowers. The flowers? The flowers are her department. But you've already done all the decorating, Amanda. That woman is taking advantage of you. Mother, it's all right. It's for charity. Oh, this happens every year. You do all the work, and then a woman like that gets all the credit. Now, there's an axiom for that exactly, and it's it's the uh, the quality of charity. The is... quality of charity is to be nice to Mrs. Coleman. 
That is absolutely not it. I don't care. I still have to do it. Oh. Who is almost 60 years old. She is <laughs> not, insane. Not late 60, 40s. Not 40s. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I'm in that same boat with you. I'm just a little bit younger. <laughs> and, and Dottie said, that is absolutely not it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she goes, I don't care. I have to be nice to her. So I like that part, though, because that's the reason we have the title, right? Yes. Yes. Because the real one she's asking is Charity Begins at Home. Right. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's kind of funny That's because cute. it was untitled, so maybe they didn't realize yeah. it until then, Yeah, <laughs> what it, they were going to even call it. Then uh, then we skip back to now uh, the guys are in a van outside of the Equidome, and they are, they're surveilling the uh, comings and goings of people um, into the Equidome. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy in back on a headset, and he's checking license plate numbers and running those, and and uh, communicating with Lee and Billy, who are at the stables in a very um, <laughs> could not be more conspicuous vehicle, like just yeah. a dark police government sedan. sedan. Yeah, that government <laughs> sedan that they have like eight of, yep. and like dark brown. Yeah, d- like poop brown. Yeah, you know? just sitting there with their binoculars, <laughs> staring at. It's everything. a really neat estate that that uh, Equidome. Yeah, What's it's it like called? the L.A. Equestrian yeah. Center, right? Yes. Yes, and we know it's at 480 Riverside Drive, Jen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you been there? No, I don't think we went by there. I don't think so. It is so. pretty. Yeah, 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 it is. Field trip. Yeah, well, it yeah. might be included in that thing that we're going to on that Sunday. That So they are looking, and they're, like, picking anything up. He's like, too much back noise, but we're running the, the plates. And Lee's grumbling about having to get inside there. And he's very frustrated. You know, he's a man of action and he has mm-hmm. to sit there and wait, you know. Yeah, he'd probably be the worst in. person to be on a stakeout with. Oh, totally. <laughs> yep. He is not a stakeout kind of boy. Mm-hmm. No, he's not. Patience is not his virtue. No. <laughs> so he's like, Karine's been under security by a dozen federal agencies for the past few years. He's an expert on seclusion. Well, yeah, obviously he's got it. So they're completely uh, blocked out of this. Mm-hmm. And he's said he we know that he's been invited the wealthiest. This could be the biggest deal so far, and we can't get past there. He goes, "That's right, Scarecrow. We can't. Nobody we know can get past that gate." Now here's the first shot of the Excalibur. So I did some research. Jenna, I took a note from you and I looked it up. <laughs> and um, so in the script, they have the vehicles listed and Excalibur is the first one. And then at first I thought this was the Excalibur, the Bugatti Excalibur, but it's not. It's an Excalibur, which is, they're actually built in Wisconsin and Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It actually, it's pretty, but the Bugatti that they have uh, in this episode later is even prettier it's really pretty i like it at least and a bugatti's like super expensive so the excalibur is a brand of car yes, is it Excalibur. still being ma- being manufactured i don't know probably not i don't know okay but they have they have they have uh four cars besides lee and amanda's cars they have four cars they have the Exc- excalibur listed they have the mercedes 300k which I have to say, not a big fan. It was very ugly mm-hmm. and boxy, but maybe at the time it was nice. And then they have the Bugatti Coupe, which mm-hmm. is uh, Carling London's vehicle. It's the silver one. I'll point it out when we hmm. see it. It's okay. really pretty. And then uh, the Cord Roadster, also a very cute one. And then, like I said, they have Lee's Porsche, Agency Sedans, and then the Surveillance Van, and then Amanda Station Wagon. Hmm. But this one is an Excalibur, not Bugatti Excalibur. Gotcha. So... <laughs> 
Anyways, just wanted to point that out for any car lovers out there. Vroom, vroom. Yeah. So, Harine is kind of looking over his Excalibur vehicle. Mm-hmm. That's his car. And Masterson, who seems kind of like a putz. Yeah. Like, kind of like a wannabe mm-hmm. big-time player, but he's not. He doesn't seem to have the funding and... And, and, um... and his pants are up about, like, five <laughs> inches too high. They really are. Too high. But he does seem kind of like a dud. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's like a screw-up. You know yeah. what I mean? Didn't he come across that way? Like a guys? dunce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially it looks like that in his hat that he wears. It's just He just looks like later. I don't think it's in the scene. Okay. He's just like a dork. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then we know what he does later, too. So, can't really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't want to. But his pants are really high. You're right. Yeah. And the whole outfit just doesn't look good. Yeah, like all the colors are yeah, different. They don't, yeah, they don't really I look do good. like this man's wonderful clashing style, and yet it all goes. Like the three different colors of the polka dots that he's got going yeah. on. Like that's a bold, stylish yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So he's kind of boasting about how much money can be made mm-hmm. on this deal. He's really getting Masterson really hungry for this yeah. deal. Yeah, And he's trying, Masterson's trying to get um, a kind of a sneak peek at what mm-hmm. it is. And Perrine's not having it. Yep. I think Perrine realizes this guy's kind of a putz. And, right. And knows. But then I don't understand why he would invite him in the first mm-hmm. place. But whatever. Just to drive up the price, probably. I guess. Yeah, yeah, probably. Knowing full well that he doesn't have the money to do it. Right. But it at least looks better when he's got so much interest. Yeah. So Masterson's like, well, why are you selling? He goes, I don't want to, but I have to. I can't make a move without a flock of agents trailing after me. So mm-hmm. he's feeling the heat. He's definitely got him at bay, but he, he's definitely feeling the heat. He can't really do much yeah. with them all breathing down his neck like they are. He goes, I would like to have kept Ghana and some local markets like California, which we're currently in right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, that wouldn't be prudent. He goes, you're crowding me, Ted. I'm like, back off. Mm-hmm. I get the feeling you're under some pressure. The words around the Bulgarians never paid for microchips you sold them. Eight or nine million. The commies don't understand our billing system. Yeah, he just, he seems kind of desperate. Desperate, yeah. That's probably the best word to describe him, desperate. He's like, relax, Ted. Stop to smell the flowers. <laughs> Dude, don't push him, man. Mm-hmm. So they're in the van, back at the van again. Uh, well, the guy is in the van, and yeah. he's tracking a new vehicle that's come up. Yep. Anybody want to take a guess what Looks it could be? a little be? familiar. We've got a station wagon dun, 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 coming dun. in. <laughs> <laughs> and Billy's looking through. we got a station wagon. I'll run a make on the plates. And Billy grabs his binoculars and looks. And who is it? He goes, never mind. We know who it is. And Lee's like, what? He should know from back Come there. On. <laughs> you should know better, man. He goes, Billy goes, Amanda. He goes, Amanda? They're always Why so surprised. surprised. They're always so surprised. She's everywhere. She's everywhere. She's into everything. So then, uh, <laughs> then they skip back to uh, back at Amanda's house mm-hmm. at night, and Dottie says, "What did poor Mrs. Coleman say after you picked up the flowers for her?" She goes, "I'm sure thank you wasn't mentioned anywhere." Mm-hmm. She goes, "Not exactly, but she was very, very busy. She's so sweet. Why I doesn't know. she just call her out and be like, yeah, you know what? I'm doing all the work. That's she's why she's all the Amanda. Credit. It's why she's Amanda and <laughs> why know. we could never be." <laughs> I know. So then uh, they're doing dishes and, and Dottie looks over and she's like, how does Equidome look? She's like, wonderful. <laughs> she's explaining it to her. And then Dottie's like, poor man. Her hair looks really cute <laughs> I know, there. It so good. It really does. You know, this, this whole episode, I would say that Kate Jackson is on point as yeah. Amanda. Yeah. I mean, everything she does, whether it's, you know, 
um, later with the horses. Oh my god, the all horses! This, all the prop stuff that. that she. It's all so natural and so yeah. in character. I mean, yeah. Did you say she? This was filmed first yes. of season two, or last of season one? Well, I think it it's was... kind of the combo because I think it, it really is from from both because the script date is four ten eighty four, so that was right at the end of season one, yeah. and. They are missing because yeah. it's you know they always have twenty two mm-hmm. and they're making up for it in this one with twenty three. So I think this was meant to be part of season one. Interesting. So that's why her yeah. hair looks so good because remember how good her hair looked yeah. at the end yeah, of season you're one. Right, you're so right. it's just a carryover onto that. It just seems like she just like hit her Amanda stride. Yes. I mean, like everything yes. in this episode is just Amanda. You're you know right. what I mean? Yep. You're exactly right, yep. Jen. Yep. So Amanda's like, who? And she goes, Karine. She goes. Um, I understand he lost his wife over a year ago. Typical Dottie. That would be how Dottie sees it. Yes. And then Amanda's like, mother, he lost her to a French baron. And he seems very, pretty happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. She goes, that is a front, Amanda. A wealthy man like that is not going to announce his loneliness. I mean, he's too proud. Successful men do not like to admit that they have failed in love. <laughs> You have a lot to learn about older men. <laughs> she knows it, huh? She totally does. Dottie's got all the info. She goes, well, I'm going upstairs to have my own kind of luxury now. Isn't it apricot cinnamon? Yeah. Her, her bubble bath? <laughs> bubble bath, that's right. Apricot cinnamon, I am dying to try it. <laughs> and then the milk's out. Why would the milk just be sitting out? so gross i would not put that back in the fridge or dump that right down <laughs> no, the wouldn't. yeah i mean like how long already look it's dark outside the boys are already upstairs they're doing the dishes you know that's been out since dinner maybe she just <laughs> had a glass i mean amanda loves her milk she does love i didn't her milk. see a glass on the counter and they're maybe. already done with their dishes well she just washed it and then uh-huh. she dried it right away okay <laughs> two things i noticed one beverly garland is unable to get the cap back on the milk so she just puts it in without the cap and two, when she pours in the Galliano in the milk. Oh, later on. Oh, is that later on or is oh, that this that, one? That was. I thought it was a different episode. Yeah, but... I don't think. No, that's that's a... that was this one. She, she does it. They she they don't say anything about it, but yet, she does but it. But I think it's later. Oh, yeah, I have I think to it's, look. I think it's, it's the later. next one. Yeah. Oh, my I bad. Later. I mean, as a show, they do seem to promote milk, which is good generally. <laughs> yep. So and I think that's a Galliano. They're throwing it in there. Back in the eighties, remember they had that whole milk thing. Milk does a body good. Milk does a body good. Yeah, with they all the milk mustaches. Yeah, they had the little kids, and they're like getting like bullied, and then they're they're like, yeah, I I know you can, you know, I'm little now, but I'm gonna keep drinking. And then they get older and older, and then there's this beautiful like woman. And she's like a little scrawny thing, and then she turns like oh by eighteen, gosh. she's like hot. Yeah. And then they yeah. turn into guys too. It's really funny. Do you remember hmm. those guys? Yeah. Those are funny. I think they maybe put it in as, yeah, to sort of promote good health or. Yeah, for sure. Healthy bones and all that. Yeah. So I love this um, as a, as somebody who d- did uh, videos for a long time. I, I, I always love this <laughs> scene where he's like, pops his head in. He's like apricot cinnamon. And then her mother calls down and then she like shoves him out and then her hands uh, yeah. kind of like hanging out the mm-hmm. thing there. It's really cute. I've seen that one a lot. That yeah. It's like such a cute, it it's very flirty and fun. Amanda, don't run any hot water until mm-hmm. I'm finished. And he just gets shoved out. <laughs> she's like, I want mother. It's like she's trying to, like, she's in high school and she's hiding a she's boy. She's trying to sneak out or <laughs> something. Yeah, it's so funny. So Amanda's all worried. She's like, oh, something vital did come up at the agency. And my weekends are my busiest time. 
<laughs> he's just trying to get her to calm down. He's like, Amanda, it's nothing like that. She goes, it's all right. I can handle it. <laughs> just tell me what to do. He goes, get me into the auto show at the Equidome tomorrow. I can't do that. <laughs> no, no. You see, Sunday is the day that the general public would be admitted. But Saturday, it's by special invitation only. They know that, Amanda. That's why they need you. <laughs> but I have nothing to do with the guest list. I'm the refreshments director. The guest list won't work anyway. They screened that weeks ago, okay? We've mm-hmm. tried to crack it. We can't. Wait a second. You said you were refresh- refreshments director? Yeah, she said it like three times, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> goes, Does that mean you hired staff? She goes, well, yeah, I guess so, but not really. <laughs> he goes... You guess no, but not really. He goes, would you mind translating that for me? He doesn't speak Amanda Ease yet. <laughs> the waiters and the bartenders are people that Unified Charities used every year. Year after year, you know, they always use the same people. All except Mr. Sunderson. Uh, he retired a couple of months ago. Good, good. I'll replace Mr. Sunderson. She goes, I've already replaced him. Well, you could replace him again. I'll pay the guy whatever he has going to, was going to get plus a bonus out of my own pocket. Yeah, you'll get reimbursed. Mm-hmm. She goes, he goes, it's national security. She goes, national security. He goes, yeah, look, three of the most dangerous and powerful men in this country are meeting with Perrine there tomorrow, and Perrine's the worst of the lot. She goes, what? He goes, we have to find out what they're up to, and we can't from the outside looking in. Dangerous men are going to be at our fundraiser? Yeah, Billy and I and a half a dozen agents have been parked by the stable waiting for a break, which we got when we saw you walk inside. You're our only hope, Amanda. I'm your only hope. This whole operation depends on you. The whole operation depends on me. I guess I ought to mention this. This could get dangerous. Well, if they should find out who I am, which they won't, and if they should find out that you got me in there, which they won't. Things could get awfully difficult. Which they won't. <sighs> Does that mean you'll do it? I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, when you look at her like that, how could she say no yeah. to you? Your little dimples. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, there's the, that's the um, Bugatti. It does look cool. Isn't that cute? Yep. That's the Bugatti, and they're super expensive, ladies. Really? Yeah, look at that car. Hmm. That, look at the look at the scenery on the side of them, like behind him, and that's not what, what you see when he pulled up. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. So that's uh, Carling London. Let's just say he won't be making it out of there in the same car that he was in. He's a little Spoiler arrogant, alert. though, so oh, so, so he deserves he to uh, get what he got? Yeah. Wow, you are we harsh, lady. Oh, that is Maybe true. not death. <laughs> not death. Spoiler. So Amanda and Leah are now at the bar inside the Equidome, which is very cool. They have all those cars all over the place. There's some really pretty cars. Mm-hmm. And Amanda's telling him how important it is to get all this done. And he's not thinking of any of this. He just wants to be, uh, you know, again, a man of action, not a bartender. Yep. And uh, she's like, I ordered about 400 pounds of ice. I thought that would be enough. But you will find that if you're fine that we're running low, she goes, Lee. And then the announcer comes over and they announce that their uh, bar's open. Oh, that the bar is open? Basically. Okay. Yeah, the announcer's sort of a dork, too. (laughs) Because they say something like, don't touch the cars. They are very delicate. It's like, <laughs> what the heck? It's a car. Look how pretty that car <laughs> is. Odd. That is really pretty. They are delicate and very old, I think is what he says. 
And then why is there a dog there? I don't know. Mrs. Why Coleman. Did she just throw it. I know she did. <laughs> Mrs. Damn, Coleman funny. is definitely not in her late forties. Thank God. Yeah, she's so <laughs> snobby. Do we have Do enough we ice? And she's <laughs> she's in that yes. royal the yeah. the Queen's English, you yeah. know. Like, Do we have enough ice, Amanda? <laughs> you are a little late in setting up the bar, aren't you, Amanda? Hello, Mrs. Coleman. Yes, I was beginning to worry. <laughs> Do we have enough ice for all the bars, Amanda? 400 pounds, Mrs. Coleman. Yes. Well, that should do it. I keep remembering uh, last summer, the concert. Warm martinis. Not that it was your fault, Amanda. Uh, really, I should have handled it myself instead of entertaining the prominent sponsors. Oh. I see that you have found a replacement for Mr. Sanderson. I'm sure you'll do very well, Carlos. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Uh, would you like a drink? Oh, no, no, no. Not while I'm working. I don't see any cocktail napkins, Amanda. We were just going to put them out, Mrs. Coleman. One doesn't leave this sort of thing to the last moment. Ugh. Ooh, black olives, yuck. Anybody like black olives? Nah. You guys? I do. Do you? I'll just eat them, like, out of the oh, can. Oh, you're killing oh, me, man. Wow. Oh, oh, man, they are so good. Oh, no. nasty. Yuck. Nasty, nasty. No, no. Man, you guys are missing out. You don't <laughs> get, like, black olives on, like, pizza or anything? Ew. No, man. not oh, on anything. Gosh. Dude, my old no, dog no. who would eat anything wouldn't even eat olives. <laughs> I don't like green olives. No, they have to be black, but Ugh, black are no, good. No, no, Gross. No, no. And I also wouldn't have one in a drink. I mean, I wouldn't have one in a drink. I just like to have them with food. They use green ones in the drinks, though, don't they? I don't think they use black ones, do they? Well, she mentioned Typically, black, but she but put geez. black. Yeah. That's true. She that's asked her. She said yeah, we should have the black, black olives. Yeah, but that's I, a good point. I, I don't think I've ever seen a drink made with black olives. I've only seen, uh, I've only seen martinis with green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chicken. Interesting. <laughs> Now, Lee is very frustrated. Oh, we get to see him in the waiter outfit again. This true. is reminiscent of season one, yes, episode one. that's true. Yeah. Now, see, if this had been the last episode of season one, you should, it would have, oh, like, that bookended been, it. Yeah, it would have mm-hmm. been a nice bookend. Yeah. You're right. His eyes look really blue there. Hmm. So he's like, I can't stand and wait for them to wander over here and drop everything in my lap, can I? He's very frustrated. Man of action needs to do something. She goes, I know it's awkward, isn't it? <laughs> He's like, you have a talent, real talent for understatement. She's like, I understand who Perrine is, but who are all these other men? The money men you hear about, you know, commodities brokers. Investment bankers. Investment bankers. And you think that they are meeting here because it's close to the public. He goes, yeah, look, this is the first time they can get together without surveillance from a dozen different government agencies. World class swindlers. Now this uh, dork at the bar wants uh, a drink. (laughs) He's like a bohemian dream if you know how to make it. Wait, he, a bohemian and of course, Lee does. Like Bahamas, not bohemian. Yeah. Bohemian, yeah. Bohemian, like the Bahamas. Bohemian. Yeah, like Bahama, like a Bahama uh, mama. Mm-hmm. Bohemian dream. He goes, "How do you want it?" And Amanda's well, like, "Does he really know how to make drinks?" Like, she, I don't think she realizes he does. He's putting a lot. Well, he's of drank enough of them. Yeah, it's true. He's putting a lot of alcohol in there. He said lethal. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say he said just short of lethal, so man. That's how he makes Mrs. Coleman happy. He drugs her. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so now we're back uh with Carling London and Masterson and they're looking at Perrine's I think uh, I Excalibur. like the Excalibur better than the Bugatti. Really? Yeah. 100%. Oh, I like the Bugatti. That Bugatti's gorgeous. I don't like it. 
Oof. In comparison. I mean, if, if someone handed it to me, I would sell it immediately, but this I would probably drive around a little bit. Okay, well, on a side note, I looked up the black elves in drinks, and apparently oh. they are in drinks. Oh, okay. There's a black, Bloody there's Mary. A black, there's a black oh. devil martini that you put them oh. in. And no. then Bloody a couple Mary. others. I did not know that. Yeah. Me neither. Learn something new every time. Mm. You know why else it's called a dirty martini is because you're supposed to add the you're supposed to add the brine of the olives in there to make it like oh, blackish. Yeah. I do not get that. <laughs> so I'm looking up some Bugattis, you guys. Mm-hmm. They range from let's see, eight hundred ninety-five thousand dollars to one point six four million dollars. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not you a big give it to me and of... just sell it. Oh, sell it. I like the classic sports cars like, better. Yeah, I guess. I agree. Oh. Holy cow, 1.2. I mean, it's cool looking, but not for that. Holy moly. I mean, that's just crazy. They're, these are some very pretty cars, you guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Holy. Must have been fun to work on the set with all the... Right? They, the I bet you they loved it, the, the yeah. prop guys and stuff. Yeah, we'll just borrow your car. You won't yeah. mind, do you? <laughs> Casting call for antique cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I wanted to point out in the script, you know how we were talking about, I think just recently, we talked about that there's rarely any errors in the script. Mm-hmm. They have 400 pounds. When she says 400 pounds, Mrs. Coleman, it's spelled F-O-R. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, gosh. That's funny. Which is, you know, it's it happens, but it's rare that that shows up, in a fi- especially in a final script. It was kind of funny. So now Masterson and uh, London are talking, and Masterson's really pushing hard to get um, London to to go in together and and do a partner deal mm-hmm. um, because he needs the funding. You know, he needs right. the help. And uh, and and London's like, no, why would I do that? He's like, is this Masterson here with the hat? Yeah. Why does he look so much better with the hat? Than he did the other day because the other day he looked terrible and now he looks like infinitely better. Well, he probably got dressed up so that he plays the part more, maybe. I guess I don't know. He looks a lot better though. I don't know. I wouldn't say a lot, but a lot better. I don't think I like that hat, but I have to see. I like the hat. You talking about like the big like cowboy bucket hat thing? I don't think it's like exceptionally big. He's got the ascot with it. But it it has like that little swoop tilt. And Mm -hmm. I do. I'm a fan of that. I like Mm -hmm. that. I don't hate the hat, but I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't like the guy. Yeah. Oh, that's a different. Well, I thought he was wearing a different one at the very end. Maybe he is. Yeah. Well, it should be the same one, but maybe. But it should be the same. Okay. We'll have to watch. Hmm. So in the script, Amanda kind of goes off on Lee (laughs) because she needs to kind of distract and she goes off on him, and they're trying to figure out where he would put the formula. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, in the script, this point, they it's right after this whole London and Masterson thing. Yeah. They're trying to figure out. Lee is turning out drinks at, at a fast clip. When he has a moment, he looks off. Ryan is strolling out onto the field. Lee grabs the tray, puts a couple of drinks on it, slides out from behind the bar, and starts toward Perrine. So he's you know, trying to get out there to listen in. And Amanda comes hurrying toward him from the buffet table, clipboard ever in hand. Lee, I mean, Carlos, where are you going? I'm going to do some eavesdropping, okay? But the bar, I'll be right back. And follow. Uh, the camera follows as Lee moves over toward Prime. And then he overhears Taggart and Prime, which we do see. And then, then 
Perrine intercepts Lee and says, hey, what are you doing? Go back to the bar kind of thing. And then Amanda's at the bar and she's screwing everything up. But then Lee comes up and he's like, what is this? She goes, I don't know. I mean, I don't remember what I put in it. I tried to help, but I'm not very good at this sort of thing. And she's like, did you find anything? He's like, no. And then, sorry, it's a roundabout thing here. He's like saying he's going to have to go find, uh, wait for the meeting. And then Amanda says, Carlos, we really can't have the bar in this condition. There are water spots all over the surface because there's a guard coming toward them. And he goes, what? She goes, that's really not acceptable. Not acceptable at all. You were highly recommended by Mr. Sunderson. He assured me that he had trained you personally and he guaranteed your work. Now when I return, I expect to see a dramatic difference here. And she ducks out from behind the bar and moves past the guard and off toward the paddock. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so she t- totally pulls a Mrs. Coleman on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. Mr. Pushy Pants is trying to get london to agree to partner with him and he's not having it he's like kind of goading him really he's like you know everybody knows you you don't have any money and they're all gonna find out and you'll be kicked out of here so fast you know he's like your all your money's tied up in the bulgarian coins he goes where do you get your information he's like from the bulgarians Mm -hmm. except they pay me (laughs) ouch insult to injury huh Mm -hmm. signed his own death warrant yes he did literally he goes, you're almost broke, Masterson. Prime knows it, so do I. Only he wouldn't say anything. He's always been more charitable than I. He goes, all right, I've got a few problems. Yeah, a few. But it could hurt. <laughs> it could hurt a lot if you say anything and you know that. He goes, yes. <laughs> oh, boy. He goes, I yeah, he's pretty well. snotty, though. Yeah, he is. So I guess you're right. He does get karma. Literally, karma. <laughs> get it? Karma. <laughs> By the end he of the afternoon, everyone... Yeah, that was really bad. I know, I'm sorry. Everybody here is going to know. So he's he's like just inviting the guy to like shut him up, yeah. you know? He goes, that would be very bad business now, wouldn't it? If he let everybody get in there. And then Masterson's like, hmm. He, like all of a sudden he just, it just clicks and he's like, okay, well, I'm going to have to snuff you out now, right. dude. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the cars are very beautiful, but we ask that you not touch them. <laughs> They're indeed very delicate. Very old. Very old. Like Mrs. Coleman. Mm-hmm. No, not that that's old. Okay, so here's where he says, she's like, oh, Lee, where are you going? Gonna do some eavesdropping. <laughs> she's like, what about the bar? He goes, I'll be right back. And somebody goes, a grasshopper, please. Have you guys ever had a grasshopper? They're yummy. Nah. Cream de mint. I don't think so, but they sound good. It's cream de mint in it. Um, really good. It, it's, yeah, it's those tasty. are good. Yeah, and little whipped cream. My mom used to have um, pink squirrels, and I don't remember what was in them, but she would have them every once in a while in this big fancy glass, and I was, and it was frothy. It was really like it was like cotton candy pink, you know. Wow! And they always look so tasty. I never had one, even like once I was able to drink, I never had one. All right, a round of pink squirrels. Yeah, you're gonna have to have one now. Yeah. <laughs> Round of pink squirrels on me at the bar. I've had an Afghan monkey. An Afghan monkey? So a guy made it for me at a bar in Vegas, and it was delicious. So then Lane started making them, and he makes them really good, too. So we'll have to have him make you one, Lex. So pink squirrel, creme de noyo, creme de cocoa, and heavy cream shake with ice. Yeah. What's a Mickey Mouse? Where where does the pink come from? Oh, I thought you said a Mickey. No, uh, Afghan monkey. Afghan monkey. <laughs> Mickey Mouse. I thought you said a Mickey Mouse. I was like, what is that? Oh, no, Afghan, Afghan, Afghan monkey. monkey. Look it up. 
It's really good. Whatever I forget what's in it, but it's really good. I don't think they let you name drinks out of things like Mickey that are children's <laughs> children's a heroes. Mickey Finn. <laughs> and a Mickey Finn. Finn, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> Coconut rum. That melon, was named after a different Mickey. Pineapple. Did you guys hear this? Say it again. Uh, coconut rum, melon, banana, and pineapple. I think I would like it except mm. for the banana. Oh, that sounds good. It's really good. That sounds really good. It's it's so the melon. Yeah, it's me- melon liqueur. No, no, no. That's this is that was the Afghan monkey. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. trying to figure out what made okay, your mom's drink. Oh, pink. the pink the pink squirrel was the creme de no- noya, whatever, and then the yeah. creme de cocoa. Yeah, is the chocolatey flavor <clears throat> to it, and then uh, heavy cream. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then blend it in the blender. Hmm. But yeah, Amanda is not a bartender by any means at all. She makes some she makes some funky stuff. But she's mm-hmm. remaining pretty calm, amazingly. <laughs> yeah. She gets I, I love when she gets really good at it because then she's like, <laughs> look at me go, you know. This is what I mean though. She was on point in the Take episode. it till you make it. Yeah. There yeah, you go. Exactly. 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 So in the script when she's making those drinks. They actually have her. From behind the bar, the service counter is visible as Amanda works. She reaches for a whirring shaker as it overflows and spills on the mix book. As she reaches for it, a box of confectioner's sugar spills. Why? I don't know why. I don't know why confectioner's sugar would be even around the bar for drinks. And spills turning the liquid into a soupy mess. Amanda fakes her way through the mix, tosses in a handful of sliced fruit, and sets them on the bar. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, it's funny. So now Taggart is talking with Jerry Bryan, and he's trying to milk the guy to get answers and kind of get a little uh, taste of what's going on and, and get a sneak peek, if mm-hmm. you will. And he, he mentions, you'll meet me, you, you'll find out at 2 o'clock in the meeting. He goes, come on, we go back a long time. I'm not ex- asking for an edge. And there's Lee hiding, and he's trying to eavesdrop and, and pick up on anything that's being said. So he hears that the meeting is at 2 o'clock. And that it's a formula uh, for the futures market. That guy's got a huge receding hairline, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh He's my got goodness. like a five-hand forehead, not even yeah, five-finger. Five-hand. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He's like, well, if you happen to have it on, he goes, I don't. The formula's in a safe place, and it's going to stay there until the deal's made. And then he sees Lee kind of uh, snooping around. Busted. He's like, you yeah, Yes, sir. What are you doing? Um, trying to deliver these two uh, bourbon and water tall but I can't seem to find the people who ordered them. He goes, probably looking for you at, for them at the bar. Yes, but I said I would deliver them. Go back to the bar, Carlos. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Carlos. I will, thank you. So he's on to him, and he calls over a guard and has him take a look. Amanda's just shaking it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of funny, because originally, on um, season one, episode two, Lee was the bartender making the strawberry daiquiris, and now Amanda's doing it. I don't see any Maybe that's where he honed all his skills, was for the housewives. There you go. Mm-hmm. She knows how to use this, the mixer thing. Ooh, she dropped in a lime in the martini. I don't think that's how that goes. He goes, what's <laughs> this? She goes, I don't know. No one would drink it. <laughs> that would be the drinks I would make, probably. <laughs> what the heck is this? <laughs> you got to make those funky drinks later when people just don't care what they're yeah, drinking. They don't, you can't do it first. <laughs> you got to give them a little soused a little bit before. High quality first and then back it off. There you go. <laughs> then you can use the, the, the crappy stuff. So he explains that what he heard, that there's a meeting at 2 o'clock and that's where the sale's going to go um, down. And uh, he didn't have it on him. He goes, 
He goes, his offices are here. She goes, um, well, it's a big place. Kitchens, restaurants, stables. He's like, no, Billy's staked out by the stables across the street. Perrine hasn't left the complex. So she says, his, in his car. He goes, what? He has a red Excalibur that he's going to enter into the competition. I don't think it's left the paddock yet. His car is the first place anyone would look. She goes, perfect hiding place. He goes, no. He goes, it doesn't make sense. She goes, of course it makes sense. Yeah, imagine Amanda logic. Mm -hmm. The first place (laughs) that anyone will look is the last place that anyone will ever look. He goes, I will wait until two o'clock, okay? She goes, I can do it. And then somebody um, comes up and orders a Mai Tai and and then she sneaks off. (laughs) (laughs) He should have confidence in her because she did find the hidden manuscript in the microwave last time. Right? She knows where these hidden things are. Exactly. She's very logical, Jen. Very logical. Lee just doesn't get it. He just doesn't. So now uh, Masterson's talking to another guy trying to get him. So is he going to like knock off everybody? I don't know. And the guy's like, well, what about London? He goes, don't worry about London. When he finds out we put in in a package bid, he'll back off. Yeah. He's probably not going to be around there, dude. He'll back off. All right. (laughs) Okay. So then Amanda does a little spying. She's got her tennis shoes on. (laughs) That's funny. I don't think she'd have tennis shoes on at an True. event like that, but Kate would. Yeah. <laughs> so she's looking around in the car and uh, she opens up the car and she's kind of sneaking around. Good thing it's uh, the time before car alarms. Mm, yeah, right. So then she doesn't find anything in the glove box or in the back seat or anything or in the back, I should say. And then so she opens up the front and oh, out pops a hand. Yep. <laughs> I wonder how he killed him. What did he do? Strangle him or something? Yeah, must have. I love how she doesn't want to touch him, so she grabs the cuff of his jacket mm-hmm. and like stuffs him back in there. We have it on mute right now, but I think like while she's doing her little exploration here, the music that they use for it, I oh. really, really liked. Like, yeah, it, I was, it was like say, I do it was like really different, but it was really good. Oh, it's yeah, it was very um, it's complimentary worth, it's honestly, to the scene. Yeah, it's like it like goes along really well with it. It's different. It's not anything that I'd heard before in another episode. Okay, hold on. I want to hear it. Yeah, give me a second, guys. Hold on. It's funny. Like, see, I start. I said that, but I think I was on mute or something <laughs> about the music. So we both thought the same exact thing. Yeah, it's very um, the music very light, and uh, uh, I think they've u- they've used that one before, but it does it. Uh, it's perfect for her being the spying on things, you know. I like it because it's it's perfect. It's not too much. Yeah. Sometimes they do stuff that makes it sound a little cheesy. Yeah. And this yep. is like just a, yeah, it's a good yep. mix. She just she kind of is like, oh boy, <laughs> like why do I stumble on these things? Yeah. <laughs> the announcer really gets a lot of uh, time, uh, screen time, or voice time. How do I don't even know how you would say that? Yeah. She's like. She's like, Lee, are you even listening to me? <laughs> He's like, if there's a murder, there's got to be a killer. I love the, can we at least move it out of the sun? I know, yeah. I love that part. <laughs> She's so practical. <laughs> it's just like, he's dead, Amanda. There's mm-hmm. nothing you can do about it now, so just deal with it. Honestly, but, in a car that nice, I'd want to move the dead body out of the sun, too. And it's yeah. like an interior. <laughs> Things happen when a, when a person dies, apparently, you know? Oh! Yeah. Hopefully that would so, oh, be a little bit later. Oh, just saying. But yeah, maybe there are some initial things. I would be concerned about the car. Oh, man. <laughs> maybe yeah. she should have brought those concerns up. Yeah. I think that's what she was trying to get at. <laughs> well, Lee is very focused on this meeting. He's like, I got to get in there, find out what's what it's about. That's all he can think about. Yep. 
Man has a one-track mind. Oh, no. Can be a good thing. He, he gives her a book. He's like, no, everything you would need to mix is in here. She goes, where are you going? It was Perrine's office. Just cover me. <laughs> She's like, cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So now he's up at the, more at the estate, and he's snooping around at the office uh, and uh, trying to eavesdrop in there. Now Mrs. Coleman comes around to check on Amanda and she's like, my dear Amanda, I simply had to tell you what wonderful reports I'm getting from about Carlos. She goes, Carlos. <laughs> oh yes. He's very good. Isn't he? <laughs> she goes, uh, she goes, Oh, Mrs. Coleman, he had to excuse himself for a moment. <laughs> she goes, Oh, what a shame. I was looking forward to something cool and thirst quenching. How, how about just saying I'm thirsty lady. Yeah. She's thirsty for a drink and thirsty for the eye candy. Yes, indeed. I'd be too. <laughs> she goes, uh, I could make you something. She's like, oh, I don't know. She goes, how about a bohemian? Uh, how about a um, bohemian? Bohemian fling. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bohemian fling. No, I know. The second no, one is the, a... the first one was a bohemian oh, dream. She says yeah. it differently. Yeah, oh. this that's is why I was bohemian confused. Fling. I was told. I thought yeah. it was bohemian, and I mean, that I learned gets... how to make it from no, Lee. They're two completely different, different drinks. Right. Yeah, that yes. gets confusing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's why I was like a bohemian, <clears throat> and now it says bohemian fling. fling. That was the mm-hmm. dream, bohemian right. dream. Right, bohemian fling. Right. Oof. I feel like it would have made more sense for a bohemian fling, like Bahamas a fling. Yeah. Versus like a bohemian dream makes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't anyway, know. stupid. Edit. Well, maybe there's, strike from the record. Maybe there's <laughs> some certain things, but I love how she she like takes the scoop and she's like throwing ice in, yeah. like she's just all <laughs> yeah. like having a good old time with yeah. it. <laughs> Here's your chill drink, mother yeah. effer. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, "It's one of my favorites too." <laughs> she's putting a lot of alcohol in there. So then Lee's trying to get into the office, and he's out like kind of on the a balcony type thing with this very fancy office, and there's four guys in there. I wonder where Carling London is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess he's not coming. That is the funniest office I've ever seen. Yeah, it's a lot of wood. And a lot of trophies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always said, just give me the luxuries. You can keep the necessities. Hmm. Okay, buddy. <laughs> now, the drink she made looks very tasty. Yep. She goes, well, she's like, here you are. She looks at her and she goes, you have your little secrets, Amanda. She's like, secrets? <laughs> like, where did a lady like you learn to make such a delightful drink? Just drink it up, lady. Yep. She's like, just follow the recipe. And the guy goes, I'd like to try one of those. She goes, you don't want another martini? He goes, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> another bohemian fling coming right up. Yes, sir. And her suck that thing down. She goes, this is really my specialty now. <laughs> <laughs> so Prine's telling the guys uh, that they're this candy bar, you know, the, the chocolate. He goes, without chocolate, you don't have a candy bar. Without chocolate, you don't have a lot of things. Yeah, like a happy, a happy person. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So cocoa beans. This would be a serious crisis. Equ- yeah. Oh, totally, wouldn't it? I love chocolate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I find it like people that I I find it hard to trust somebody who doesn't like chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, where's your soul? Yeah. Yeah. What's where's wrong your soul? With you? They're usually not sweet enough I... on their own to warrant not having it. You know. That's so not that there aren't nice people that don't like chocolate. I doubt. Like chocolate, I would like, like to meet that person. <laughs> so he, what he's saying is that he can control the crops of the cocoa yeah. bean and then back then make a lot of money on this. Mostly in Ghana and the Ivory Coast. 
I'm selling a way to peak to make a killing on the cocoa market. They're all looking at each other and other agricultural market. Now this dog. <laughs> and then there's the dog. The dog. It's always a dog, right? But it's Miss Coleman's one that she threw, isn't it? Like at the beginning. So yeah. Miss Coleman is pestering Amanda and now her dog is pestering Lee. It's just like, no, neither of them can escape her. Do you think that was her dog? I think that was the one that she threw. I don't think it's her dog. I think it just yeah. is probably yeah. Yeah. Dog, like the on the on the grounds mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's a little puppy, though. Doesn't yeah. look like a pup. Yeah. Or a terrier. It's always hard to tell how old they are. Yeah. He's just little. The world's biggest exporter of almonds is California. You buy up almond futures, you you use my formula. And Lee's like, shh, be quiet, dog. And the crop harvests outweigh under the for, uh, the forecast. With all those cheap futures, a catalyst that neutralizes the nitrogen in the soil controls growth. There's yellow flowers. Yeah. Now, why is that dog being so aggressive? Because he's <laughs> protecting his master's lair. <laughs> lair. He's like, he wants go. to play and oh. Lee's ignoring him. <laughs> and then Perrine goes and gets his guard to go get Lee. Well, to take care of whatever's making the dog bark. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I hope I hope you're not carrying this formula around in your pocket. And he goes, no, not likely. The floor on the bidding's $50 million and it closes after the judging. Now Lee just got caught. He's laughs. He's like, ha, 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 hi. He's a guy. I like how he tries to talk to the charms. dog. Yep. His pant legs are really ripped. The dog's like, I've done my job. Yes. See you later. You can take it from here, baby yeah. the cat. Lee just got busted by Perrine now, too. Oops. Take a little time to cool off, buddy. Mrs. Coleman's looking like she's feeling no pain. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, um, excuse me for just a minute, Mrs. Coleman. She goes, that's all right, dear. She's like, yes, ma'am. She has one, two, three finished. I don't know if those are hers or just oh, people okay. left drinks at the bar. but So poor Lee's getting brought into the kitchen and they're going to make him go in the freezer. And he's like, oh, really? Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, it looks really cold in there. Yeah. I would hate that. Ugh. I hate being cold. I do too. I do not. Yeah, yeah. You Absolutely know. hate it. Lexi likes being cold. I love Oh my gosh, cold. girl. I'm never cold. <laughs> Except for my feet. My feet do get cold. Okay, this is a funny part. <laughs> Amanda and the stables. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How they yes. got that horse to do that, I don't know, but it was funny as heck. So as soon as she gets there, she's like, sir, sir, and he pops out and she's She's trying to talk to him, and that horse just keeps nudging her butt or wherever. I'm not sure. They probably put something behind her so yeah, that it would keep not nipping at her. Yeah. Like snack in her good. pants or something. Yeah. That's cute. And that's some good acting right there uh, by her. I totally. mean, jeez. That'd be so distracting, and <laughs> you'd have to, like, lay off of it. And Plus, you know, Jen, she is allergic. Right. I know. <laughs> I'd probably turn around and say, knock it off, horse. <laughs> <laughs> Get out I'd of be here. rubbing his nose and stuff. I'd be playing with it. I love horses. Sir, it's uh, it's Lee. He went to a meeting at Mr. Uh, Perrine's office, and, uh, well, he's been gone an awfully long time, and I'm just afraid that even though I'm covering the bar, sooner or later someone is going to notice that the real bartender has been gone for a long time. Well, it could be a long meeting. Scarecrow might be onto something. Yes, sir, or someone might be on to him. Sir, I don't think you have all the facts. You see, Carling London is in the trunk of Mr. Perrine's car. He's dead, sir. Dead? Yes, sir, he's dead, and I think someone should do something about it, don't you? Yes, but uh, we could blow everything if we move too soon. Sir, 
If there's been a killing, that means there's a killer out there somewhere. And Lee is out there, so, well, you see what I mean, sir. Well, let's give him some more time. Cover the bar so that his absence won't look too obvious. Worth uh, Yes, sir. You do understand what I'm saying, don't you, Mr. Melrose? I understand you nearly all the time, Amanda. It bothers me a little, but I do understand. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Like, thank you, horse, for yeah. <laughs> giving me that uh, assault. Yeah, all that lovely attention. Why did she just move away from him? I, I don't know. Because it wouldn't have been as cute. I know, it is very cute. So then she goes looking for, for Lee instead of going back to the bar like she's been told to do, because she never listens to anything that she's told to do. <laughs> she goes right to the office, uh, to Perrine's office, and they're all gone, thank goodness. So she goes looking through there, and then those. He's got a lot of flowers and plants in there, and the cactus. Well, those are the. Oh, there's a horse head on there. Oh yeah, it is. Is that a sloth's head? I don't know. Above the hat. Yeah, I see. What in the heck is that? Is that a cow on the other side? So then, poor Lee's in the freezer freezing, and then she overhears the guards' radio, and and he goes, "Weather be here. You got things buttoned up." He's like, "Yeah, you betcha, Mister. We got Mister Carlos Perez on on ice." And he's just sitting there. Now, in the script, um, it, it says that Amanda sees a rolling pin on the table and in back of the garden, picks that up, and then hits him with that. But in the actual film version, she has a, a copper pot that she knocks over his head, yeah. which I think is a lot more uh, believable. Mm-hmm. Poor Carlos is getting really cold in there. Somebody needs to warm him. There's probably some shrinkage <laughs> going on. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> with his hands over his nips, they've got to be... <laughs> He's tuning Our in Tokyo. Little pebbles right now. <laughs> That'll be after dark. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We'll, the we'll after dark that. reel. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so funny because she, you, you can see she, she knows she has to do this, but she really, really doesn't want yeah, to. Yeah, she just wanted him to leave. She's just like, she comes up and grabs a, a, a pot and she's just like, oh, I feel really bad, sir. I'm going to have to do this. And she closes <laughs> I her can't eyes. she did that. That's really bold. <laughs> it really is. Like good for her. She's a housewife from Arlington. Yeah, and she with just a, with a mortgage and a mother, a mother and a mortgage kids. and two small boys. <laughs> she opens the door. She's like, "Come on!" <laughs> oh, oh, he's so cool. I love how when she hits him, she closes her eyes. I know, like that was that's so, funny. so something I would do. <laughs> Luckily, watch. she she hit him square on the mark though, mm-hmm. she, and she starts rubbing. She goes, "This is a standard treatment for hypothermia." What is he? He's, he makes he a said, joke. He said, I'm so brittle, my something could... Something might break off. Yeah. Wait, can you rewind it and see? <laughs> she goes, let's get this closed. He's groaning. He's so cold. She goes, don't try to talk. This is a standard treatment for hypothermia. <laughs> he goes, I'm so brittle, I feel like something could break off. I wonder what he means. That's a good sign. You have still have your sense of humor. She takes his hand. She, he goes, don't worry about me. Get She'll his gun. Stick it in a nice Get his place. gun. Yeah, grab it. Put your little hand back in there. <laughs> Here's the gun. Okay, so so in the script, he goes, get his gun, Amanda. She walks over to the guard and stares at the gun. He, he goes, I need the gun, Amanda. Amanda reaches for the gun hesitantly. Lee continues, look, you're taking a lethal weapon from someone who will use it against innocent people. Amanda nods, reaches for the gun, gingerly takes it from the holster and extends it to Lee. He opens his jacket pocket and she drops it in. <laughs> <laughs> He has to, like, talk her through grabbing the gun. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, get him undressed. <laughs> get him undressed? Yes. 
I want to slip into something a little less conspicuous. It's like, okay, I'll do everything except the pants. <laughs> well, in this scene with her talking while she's undressing him, it's hilarious. Yeah. Because she just cat undressing while she's talking. His arm's kind of moving around. Well, Jen, she's already knocked the guy out cold. What else do you mean, you know? <laughs> There's a fine line, you know? Yeah. Once you've, once you've done that. Yeah. So he he's giving her, filling her in on what was her overheard about the the, the use of the formula, of the, cho- of the cocoa bean formula, mm-hmm. and uh, explaining it to the audience, essentially. Yeah. And uh, uh, he, he says, all they know is I didn't belong out there on that balcony. He goes, I, and I'd be frozen stiff by now if it wasn't for you. And she's like, oh, well, you know, I just, he's like, if you don't mind. So he can't even give her a second to like, you know, bask in the glory of, of her helping him <laughs> and saving his life. Like, give her a second. <laughs> she's like, I'm sorry, you know, I'll just step outside. <laughs> I love how she like pops her collar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the freaking hat. He is on a time crunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> my hands, my hands. See, he could have left her in there and asked her to, to, to undo his tie and mm-hmm. shirt and do his button. Well, actually, undo my buttons, baby. In the mm-hmm. script, he does have her uh, help him get dressed. And she's like, you know, you're, you're doing your pants kind of thing, you know. <laughs> He's like, I'll do my pants. <laughs> yeah. I guess that was too risky for the 80s. Yeah, probably. So now he tells her, now you get back to the bar while I circulate. She's like, no, I. And he's like, he goes, now. All right. She just saved your life, Buster. And He's you're bossy. Treat her like that. He looks like a milkman. Yeah, he does. <laughs> so Perrine's guy is uh, working on the car on the Excalibur, George's. And he's like, have you seen Mr. London? He's like, no, sir. He's usually near his car at the judging. He's like, thank you. And he's like looking around at his car. <laughs> I do like his suit. Hmm. No? It's a little light. Maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, I. Uh, Perrine's. It okay. It's not bad. Better than his. Yeah, it's better than uh, Masterson's. Yeah. So he's checking out his car. He's like, it could use, still use a little work, George. He's like, yes, sir. Well, if you keep touching the chrome, yeah, he's going to have to redo it. Yep. But then you got the problem with the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is he Never go mind. look in there anyways? And he's like, oh, geez. Didn't he look in there to get his thing? To get his... Uh... Oh, maybe. Mm-hmm. His maybe. formula. Maybe. Because it formula? was in there the whole time. That's true. That's true. Except someone died on it. And he shuts it and he uh, looks over and sees Masterson and they they make eye contact and he and then uh, he shuts it really quick. He's like, Georgia, the car's not ready. I'm pulling it from the competition. I don't want anybody near it. Understand? Yes, sir. And don't look in the trunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now Lee is wandering around and Mrs. Coleman is practically uh, s- smashed and hammered. Yeah. She's sloshed. She is yeah. definitely sloshed. Those pearls are... A skew. A skew, yes, right. Her scarf, she's just like floating it around in the air. She goes, you just do the best thing that you can and you can start with a bohemian thingy. <laughs> Give me another bohemian thing. Yeah. She's great. So now Perrine's got the formula and he needs to sash it somewhere because he knows he, he's gotten the gist that Masterson's the one who killed uh, London. Mm-hmm. And so he, he sees Amanda's clipboard and he sticks it under there. But Masterson sees him do it. Why did he even go get the formula? Because he didn't have a bid on it, did he? Not yet, but he was getting it out of that car, I think. Because the dead man was in the car. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he went to go get get it. Maybe someone bought it. I don't know that he was going to get it until he saw the dead guy in there. So Amanda's uh, being the bartender again. And Perrine's just watching the clipboard to make sure it doesn't go anywhere. Masterson apparently has a gun. 
And he just takes it out. Nobody's noticing it. My goodness. <laughs> <coughs> oh, see, he wants to show him the Bugatti. Now Masterson makes his move and grabs the clipboard. But Amanda sees that and she's like, oh, no, excuse me, sir. That's my clipboard, sir. <laughs> okay, now does this bother anybody other than me that the audio is off? Excuse me, sir. That's my clipboard. Excuse me, sir. That's my clipboard. Like the audio is off on it because I'm guessing that she like she recorded it after they filmed it. So mm-hmm. like it's it's different than the rest. And it drives me crazy. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but I'm always like, excuse me, sir. That's my clipboard. Excuse me, sir. You have my clipboard. <laughs> and it's completely different audio than the rest. Yeah, of the audio. Yeah. Because she's she has her back and she's running away. So you probably, yeah. you probably couldn't hear it. Now, of course, yeah. whose car does he jump into? How did he get it to start? <laughs> Lee wouldn't have he left his keys in there. Lee always <laughs> leaves his keys in there. Remember, Amanda That's always is handing him his keys. Wild. I wonder yeah. what the insurance company would say about that. I know, right? Well, yeah. Did leave your keys in the car. So now uh, he runs off with, drives off with Lee's Porsche, and then Lee and Amanda get in the Excalibur. So it's just the three of them now chasing masterson do you guys get it the three of them because he's the, the three dead of guys them, yeah. in there the dead guy in the trunk <laughs> yeah. and so they're racing around uh you know and and then the the agency vehicles are chasing after them but they obviously can't keep up with these sports cars obviously in the hollywood hills because they certainly weren't in no. <laughs> washington nope dc mm-hmm so at least Bruce got to drive the, the Excalibur. Mm-hmm. That's fun. wonder how much insurance they had to put on that to use it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. In a chase scene, no less. In a chase scene, exactly. Oh, see that? And this is the last that we'll see of the Porsche. Spoiler, Bye, spoiler alert. Little, little ugly sad. <laughs> I don't know why you don't like it. I, I think just it's cute. I just really hate it. It looks like a bug I want to just flick off the side of the mountain. Oh, oh wait, I think it's cute. It oh, it's kind of like a bug. It's like a Volkswagen bug. I don't mind something about I just something about the Porsche I just don't like. Yeah. Don't like it. I think All of cute. them or just that one? Um I don't I like, like the nine really eleven probably the best. Like low to the ground cars. I don't like tiny low to the ground cars. Whoa, did you see that thing slide? <laughs> so then he brings it to the edge there. And then Lee gets out and scrambles and and uh, knocks the guy down. He's gonna be no match for Lee. I mean, gosh, yeah. the guy he's got like twenty years on Lee. Ooh, elbow right elbow to the face though and then amanda goes and grabs her clipboard and then that that's what the last straw of the of the car it starts yeah. rocking over the edge that's that's the most enough. important thing to rescue is the clipboard the uh the weight of the clipboard was yes. all that was keeping yeah, exactly. the from going over the cliff and she's watching it like oh oh yep. but it's um it's good to know though that they actually um in the props area in that back like i told you in the back of the script oh there goes the car oh there it goes bye bye <laughs> oh, his face it is um it is uh the props it did say uh a shell porsche shell so mm-hmm. it's just the shell of the car that they and that's why it over. folds like a piece yes. of paper when it hits down yes. the yes yes exactly well, at least they look like they used an actual scene instead of those cheesy remake. They, yeah, they instead of a model. From other shows of some mm-hmm. explosion. It doesn't even look like it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, man, that thing just crumbles to pieces. It I literally folds that. like a piece of paper. Yeah. And then it falls into the little creek below. <laughs> and she goes, he sighs and rubs his head. <laughs> and she goes, 
Well, maybe you can maybe you can uh, salvage some parts, <laughs> yeah. and then all of a sudden the thing explodes. Oh, <laughs> so then the agency guys come and uh, take Masterson in, and Amanda's like, ah, uh, and Billy goes, <laughs> looks down at it. He goes, well, you were due for a new one anyway. <laughs> and Lee looks at him incredulously, like, what? He goes, do we did we do we get our conspiracy? He goes, yeah. He goes, yeah, your hard evidence is right here. Your murderer is over there and London's body's in the trunk. He's been there all. He's been there all along, sir. I like how he just says it all offhand. Like, yeah, he's just stares at his car. She goes, maybe you can save some parts. <laughs> Boom. Not today. She turns her head. This explains why they used a different portion uh, double agent because they'd already yes. smashed the yep. Porsche. Exactly, exactly. She goes, I'm sorry. I know you love that car. He goes, oh, Amanda, you don't love a car. He goes, but, but you sure do sure get attached to one. To one. <laughs> I don't know. I love my new car. Oh, I'm good. I'm get, glad. Yeah, I get attached to cars. I have to admit. Yeah. I guess so. I, I did like my car. convertible. I guess on the car because my Explorer is like, yeah, it's fine. But I love my, I loved my uh, convertible. Yeah. So there now is the milk scene, Miranda. Oh, okay. She's because she doesn't milk and a dash of Galliano. She always does yes. that. And yeah, you're right. She can't get the cap, cap on. It. on. <laughs> she just throws it. And she always cracks me up with uh -huh. the kitchen stuff because, like, her cutting. She's yeah. just like, you know what? I don't even care. I'm not going to even make an effort. Right. You know? There was another episode. She did that same exact thing. Yeah. Where she couldn't oh, get she the lid on. Uh, she, yeah. she spilled the spilled coffee. And... She spilled the coffee, remember? Oh, yeah. In season one. <laughs> So she, uh, I don't, does anybody, has anybody tried Galliano and milk? That just sounds awful. Mm -hmm. No, I would not try it. No, but I feel like I should try it just so I can say I have. Oh, mm -hmm. it sounds awful. But why is Dottie wearing high heels with a robe? <laughs> it is Beverly. Come on. <laughs> I, I was just like, is that, what is she doing? It's the She's last thing I want to wear when I'm getting comfortable at night. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Dottie goes to her bedroom, probably to read. And, um, and then uh, Amanda's sitting there tiling up the last things on her clipboard, her special clipboard. And then she gets a, a tap on the window, and it's Mr. Handsome Spy in his leather, yellow, uh, gray uh, leather coat. Mm -hmm. And uh, she comes out in her robe, her blue robe. I would die if I had to be in front of him wearing that. <laughs> And he dangles his keys in front of her. And she's like, oh, you got a new car. He goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, anyway, I was out testing it out. And I sort of uh, wound up over here. Now, do you want to take a moment, Lee, and think about why you wound up over there? Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just wondering. <laughs> well, it's either because he's an incredibly lonely man or because he has, you know, feelings. He's got There's the feels. He's got the feels. Or she's someone that he can go to to share some fun, you know, updates in his life. Yeah. He feels like he's a, she's becoming yes, his friend. His friend. Yeah. Right. Which he hasn't really had before. Definitely not one of the opposite sex. No, exactly. Exactly. Well, except for Francine, they're just kind of well, they sparring play backgammon, partners. Though. They're like more like sparring partners. But, but they yeah. did play backgammon. Yeah. You're right. You're right. He's never <laughs> had just a platonic female friend. True. Probably. I mean, at that least that's yeah, we that we're him. aware of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's like, well, I mean, you were there when I lost the other one. And she goes, oh, well, you know, I'm really glad that you came over and told me about it. And maybe sometime I'll get to take a ride in it. So why why does she put him off on this? Why wouldn't she go, okay, I'm going to go grab my shoes and I'll be right there. Like, well, because her mother's still awake. She's in a 
freaking ugly ass blue robe. And <laughs> she kind of flipped something on. Here's the thing. I'm right? going to rip that robe right off. Wouldn't and I would have done me. that. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not Amanda, remember? Yeah, that's true. She goes, I'm sure you'll, you know, I'll get a ride. And he goes, yeah, yeah, you can count on it. He goes, I mean, we will be uh, working on another assignment. She's like, right. <laughs> I'll count on it. Her hair's See, even the ending could have been the end of a season. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, you're right. Yeah, it, it really sure. could be. I honestly, I think this was uh, intended to be the end of mm-hmm. season one, which yeah, I think it, it makes sense. It does. It really does. And I mean, her hair was so on point. It has to be a season one because we know what happens in season two. Oh. I mean, let's not even go there. Yep. Let's not end it on a negative thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Make us all sad. So that's how it ends. Um, I do. I, I think that one's cute. I think that's an underrated episode. There's a lot of cute moments in there with the horse mm-hmm. and yeah. and uh, the freezer and you know. There's some fun. There's some fun things in there. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Ernie the camera brings you Charity Begins at Home videos from the Video Vault. In this episode, we mourn the loss of the Porsche's first production automobile, the 356. Some hated it, some loved it, and many didn't care. We move forward and welcome perhaps the best known and most loved car from the show, Lee Stetson's Corvette. The song is The One I Loved Back Then by George Jones, and the video is by Still Love SMK. There are lots of great Corvette scenes, including the two different versions, the Washington, D.C. one with the darker bottom runner stripe and the L.A. all-silver version for everyone to enjoy. The second video celebrates all the wonderful drinks that were enjoyed during the United Charities Fun Drive and during the show in general. The song is Raise Your Glass by Pink, and the video was put together by Moxie's SMK Vids. These videos can be found on YouTube, and we have provided links on our website at mkcpodcast.com. Next up, we're going to have Donnie's Bookshelf, where we'll give you a couple of fanfic recommendations that tie in with the show and the first one is what are friends for written by linda in 2000 this short story takes place just after amanda rescues lee from the freezer and he needs help getting undressed whoever will help him Mm -hmm. Uh, the second one is uh, also by linda and it was written in 2006 and it's called test drive and uh was Amanda crazy? A handsome spy invites you to take a test drive in his new Corvette and you decline? Linda gives Amanda another chance in this take on the episode. We'll link both of these stories on our website at mkcpodcast.com. And you can also find them on fanfiction.net. Okay, I have a, a, a fanfiction question. Sure. Is there a fan fiction out there? Because Amanda always seems to be in the middle of these different plots, right? Yes. So, like, is there a fan fiction out there that happened before Lee met Amanda where she was involved, but it was like a die situation? Like, she was totally oblivious to the agency stuff going on? Not that I'm aware of, no. Okay, not well, I just gave somebody specific. a plot idea. Yeah, not that very specific, <laughs> no. Like, Meaning that she would get involved somehow, but she wouldn't no, know about those. No, five would, it, was, it happens, like, and she doesn't like even know. She it. would be there, and like you know, oh. how, like a fearless Dottie, like she has no idea yeah. that the agency stuff is going on around yeah, her. Like that. I'd like to see something with Amanda prior to the series starting, where she was the same in the same situation. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. No. Somebody write it for me because it sounds <laughs> interesting. You could write it though. Yeah. There you go. <sighs> Thank you for joining us as we discuss Charity Begins at Home. 
We hope you'll join us next time as we chat about season two, episode six, Burnettes Are In. This is a very special podcast in that we will be recording together in Los Angeles for the 35th SMK anniversary union. With the four of us in the same room, you can bet it's going to be a lively discussion. In the meantime, be sure to check out our website at mkcpodcast.com and Twitter and Facebook pages at mkcpodcast. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.